What's up, pukers? Pukers. You're listening to PukeCast. The show that pukes out the truth to everything you need to know to rise and thrive in the Web3 world. Because it's all about puking rainbows and smoking hopium. I'm your host, Pip Rebos, and today's episode, we'll be speaking to the team behind Internet Games. So maybe we can start a little bit on, on your background. Um, you know, what were you doing before NFT movement started? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, one, really happy to be here. Everyone that's tuning in, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, you know, please give this, um, you know, the space a retweet, a like, and all that kind of stuff so we can get some more people in here. Uh, and, um, you know, with, with me, my background, uh, you know, like I'm based in New York city, a uh, long time tech operator. I've been around the space. I mean, been really building products for like the last 10 years. Whoops. Uh, so I'm like, I've, I've always been more of like, kind of like in the product management, product strategy ecosystem. Uh, I worked in venture. I've been in web three for the last, I mean, gosh, since 2015. Um, and then have a background in growth hacking as well. Um, so, you know, for me, been around and, um, I think for us, it's one of these things where my co-founder Jordan is also, again, a full stack dev designer, et cetera. Uh, we've known each other for about 12 years and he's been in the web three space since I gosh, 2014. Um, so, you know, both of us have a, a good background in shipping product and, and really kind of building community, but then at the same time, um, you know, a strong kind of web three focus as well. Yeah. So when you talk about like growth hacking, is it towards like drop shipping, e-commerce kind of uh, business? No, I mean, it's really all of the above. I think the way that we, we look at it is that, you know, at the end of the day, there's something like the internet, which is basically all about, hey, look, here's distribution. Like, here are a bunch of people that are connected to this TCP IP. And we all have different wants and needs and interests and things that excite us. And at the end of the day, you have basically businesses and consumers that have, it's really just about kind of matching these things and bringing them together. And so, you know, regardless of what you're, you know, whether it's, a, you know, I don't know, a, a type of clothing or memorabilia or something crypto related or a board game, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, for to a certain extent, distribution is distribution. It's all about just reaching the best, reaching audiences as best you can. Yep. I, I think one thing that we can agree because why why I ask the question is uh, my background is uh, in e-commerce. So when you talk about growth hacking, it's always how I see things is like as as long as you are you have a product or you have a service, the next thing is you looking out for customers, looking out for traffic. So that's the one thing that you know um, the. It, that even when you know is new products coming out or new NFT coming out, the only one thing that we need to solve uh, day by day is actually you know where are you getting the traffic, where are you getting the eyeballs for people to see the project. And you know one thing I I reach out to you is because I I really love people who innovate uh, and do like new new stuff. And one thing uh, your project is kind of bring me back to the days whereby you know I was still watching television and you know you have all like those game shows where, <laughs> whereby I think I, it was the it was the game. Sure, like, like I totally love it. It's like a minute to win it, so it gave me those kind of vibes. Yeah, and I, that's and interesting. Yeah, like that's like, funny. You know, because minutes to win it is something like they say, like you know, you have sixty seconds and you can like practice it on your at your home, and then those people they come, they are fully prepared, but it, that doesn't mean they can win it. And that that yeah. challenge thing, I just look it look at your project and and it gives me that similar vibes that's so funny uh, this so, i for, i totally forgot about minute to win it in a lot of ways we are we're basically like an interactive digital minute to win it yeah that that is it so the, the, oh the my thing God. About, yeah the thing about minute you know, you know like for example when when we talk about like ninja warrior it's like super in, intensive stuff right like you yeah. have to train not everybody can do it but minute to win it is something that is you just use your house like utensils you can already practice so it's very similar to like for example the everyday people that can do it it's not it's not like for example if we go to ninja warrior i think even yeah, the we first jump, I, will, I will i will fall and jump into the, the water right but yeah. i i actually played your game the fml 
right? And uh-huh. in, in terms of the game, I, I, I saw the you know how the mechanic works and stuff. In terms of the game, it's a game that everybody can play. You don't have to be like a super gamer. You don't have to be like a Dota player. It's like if you are interested or generally love to play games, you can do it. And I think this is something that is very relatable to people to easily adapt and join in your project. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a big thing for us. I think that for us, we, we've always been... Like, you know, when people think about video games, they, like, oftentimes think about, like, Fortnite and, and like, I don't know, Call of Duty and, and stuff like that. And, like, we, we don't want to be that. Like, we actually, I mean, like, in a lot of ways, we're, like, minute to win it. But, like, with video games, if you want to, like, if you want to kind of put it that way, right? Like, again, FML is this, like, fun, challenging, infuriating game. But you're really just moving from left to right if you think about it, right? You're just moving, like, do I move left? Do I move right? It's a simple thing. There's only two buttons, right? Like, there's only two buttons in the game. <laughs> But, right? the people uh, but guys, trust me, minds over it. But guys, trust me, don't be fooled by just uh, hearing what he says because when it when I see, you know, you pass the first level and the second level, suddenly the, the difficulty just escalate like crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, slow down, slow down, this is too much. Yeah, it can get it can get fun, right? And these games like for us, like we really wanted to test our platform. We told our community that we would do this mini game. And you know, for us, I mean we've now had like, I don't know, like probably like 10,000, 15,000 games on the platform, you know, and it's, it's interesting just because, you know, we get to see people's responses. We get to see how well they're doing, how, how not well they're doing. And then from there we make, we're going to make tweaks to season two um, based off of pe- how people performed. Yeah. So maybe we can just uh, roll back into like what inspired you to start off, you know, this project or come up with the concept. Yeah, I mean, for us, and I think that you, you know, you kind of called it like, oh, yeah, like this is different from a lot of stuff in the NFT space. And, you know, that's really by design. I think for us, it's one of these things where we really, we never really kind of had this whole idea of like, let's start a Web3 project, let's start an NFT project. For us, it was about kind of creating a platform where people could come together to have fun and like kind of win amazing prizes. We had this thesis in which the future of consumer social would be incentive based, it would be interactive, it would be community driven. And internet game really is just kind of an expression of that. And so, you know, with, with internet game, a, a lot of it really kind of came out of the whole kind of squid game for NFTs concept, which is something that people really, really kind of liked. And, um, you know, we tried it out in season one and season one in a lot of ways, don't get me wrong. It was, there was, we had our fair share of problems, but at the same time, it was, you know, generally a big success. And that's what really kind of inspired us to kind of want to continue moving forward with it and really expand on it just because we see that there's so much meat on the bone in terms of what we can do with this particular platform because there's no one really doing what we're doing. Yeah, because in in terms of like, for example, games and how you guys host like the final, it's, it's not something that everybody, for example, Bijan can do. So... Because the, the the way I see it, how you set it up is like, are, are you guys like a studio? Because, you know, the, the in terms of like you getting hosts, uh, preparing like a studio to run it, it all incurs cost and also experience, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, for us, I think a lot of it is really just kind of like we basically take on a heavy investment to like create something better is really kind of all we're trying to do. We want to, we want to provide, because like, when you look at the NFT space or you look at the Web3 space, it's still like very much in its infancy, right? Like there's just like, you know, everything is like most games haven't launched, right? And yep. they're just kind of showing beta videos and all this kind of stuff. Like we actually test our betas in real time. Like we test them with our community, right? And like for us, like, you know, I found like, all right, like, for example, like even yesterday, like there was probably like, I don't know, 25 people who couldn't play FML, right? They were just getting some white screen. And we're like, why is this happening? And it turns out it's because they have older devices that like can't support WebGL like yeah. properly. And we're like, all right, well now we need to fix that, or we need to, you know change some shading stuff and all that kind of stuff, right? So, you know, for us, it's about like ensuring that everyone can play, and then also providing people with this experience that you know makes Web three um, a lot more fun, right? Like, because right now, again, even during this time, like there's so much, there's like there's like little to no alpha. There's, you know, very little going on in the space in general, right? It's quiet. A lot of retail has gone away. So the question is, like, what can you do for the people that are still here? And how can you kind of make a big enough splash? Like, for us at Internet Game, I really look at this particular season as something that can just really kind of cement us in the space, right? Like, for us kind of continuing to execute and not sitting on our hands um, and continuing to kind of do stuff for people, the hope is that, you know, people become more and more and more aware of us. 
and CS is kind of like a mainstay in the space. Yeah, I, you, you know what? I really, I really love it how um, the the shape of mentality in the space have changed. So, for example, right, if you look at just general projects these days, um, the communities only care about, like, for example, if the floor price is up, the community is in good spirit, right? But if the floor mm-hmm. price is down, you know, there's less fat coming in, but there's also holders. But in terms of your model, it's kind of like shifting because it is a pass to do something. Right, so it's not yeah. just me buying the pass, and I'm like, guys, why why the floor price is not going up? But I actively participate to make the game successful. And if the game people like it, the community like it, everybody have fun, people win. For example, the bot ape, right? Then everything is in a positive mood. Then the floor price reflect it. So I I think it shifts it shifts the mentality whereby you now hold it, not just holding a pass, but I actually, you know, participate in the game, spend my time to build a game, give positive feedback to help how to build a better game, for example. Yeah. And then yeah. it all, all comes back to this. And also, like, when you talk about just now, you said you already have the game ready. And this is something that currently, when you talk about the games, most of the, like, NFC projects out there, the way I see it is like they mean first and then they build the game, right? But for you, you cannot do that. You already, once people think the game will instantly being started like in, in one big time. So product yeah. already ready is just that, guys, product is ready. You guys can go and join it. If you like it, you want to get your chance of winning, you know, people like the chance of winning, then you can just mean the NFT and then play the game. Yeah, and I think that's the funny thing about this is that like, and that's why when you made that comment about like, you mint, you know, you'd look at most NFTs and their communities like floor prices, you know, floor price is high. We're happy. Floor price is low. We're not happy. That's because that's the only thing that they have to do in that particular community is look at the floor price and talk about the floor price, right? Because when for, for 95% of NFT projects, what you're doing is you're basically trading your Ethereum or your cryptocurrency you're basically giving, you're basically kickstarting, you're basically giving money to a technology company that they're collecting money from the, from the masses. And then they're going to use that money to operate on the business and start building their, their, their project. And the, and you're getting kind of a JPEG in return that hopefully appreciates in value based off of their efforts. Right. But for us, that's, it's, that's not, that's not what this is. I mean, there are versions of that. We have our game token, we have our Mac, right. But for the most part, like you're when you're when you're minting with internet game you're actually minting to do something you're not minting to give us money to go do something or to go build like you're minting to participate in an experience yep and and i one thing i I, when i think i i heard a a space like a couple weeks ago they talk about how nft itself is a utility this is the this is the right example like minting your nft it becomes a utility whereby you can join to play the game it shouldn't be NFT then or what is the utility that it provides. But the NFT, the community itself is the utility. That's why people like to join and play the game. Yeah, exactly right. Like we say all the time that our utility is fun. Um, and I think like, that's a really big thing here because, you know, what, like right now, like I, I have a rather, I have rather sober thoughts about the NFT space in general, right? Like I've been around Web3 since 2015, 2016. So I've seen this movie before, like like through ICOs and through altcoins. And there's a lot of people where NFTs was their first, you know, their first time here. And so for them, they have this kind of like a little bit more of this like rose colored glasses view on the space. But like I like kind of have a, a general sense of kind of what's happening here. And, like, the joke that I kind of have for most NFT projects is that, like, you know, they talk about jam-packed utility and they talk about, oh, you buy this once and you're going to have forever access to X, Y, and Z. But chances are they're never going to get there, right? And so the reality is that, like, for most NFT projects, your utility is your ability to sell the NFT is, <laughs> is really kind of the only utility that it provides. Um, <laughs> that, that bro, bro, I got to cut you off because that is so true. Because the only utility... For example, if the project minted out, that is a good utility because the project is successful. But if it doesn't mint it out, the utility is bad because the project failed, right? They, they, I yeah. think it's the general concept of it. But, yeah. but one thing I, I have to say is when, when looking at your project, I think your project provides that instant um, gratification, right? Like, for example, I mint it instantly next week, I can play the game. 
So I always see like, for example, I've been in a couple of uh, projects. I launched projects myself and also been in a few uh, projects like, for example, Kaiju Friends. Always, you know, once you minted people, after the mint, uh, they already paid the mint. They were asked, okay, so what's next? So if I have to wait, then it's, it's not good. I need something, right? So yeah. if your project once minted, for example, nowadays I see like, you know, once minted, you can stay. Oh, there's, a, there's something ongoing. There's something moving in the project. There's like constant... Then people will be like, okay, the project's doing something. So for yours, that instant gratification is like, you know, once a minute, all right, next week, I can already play the pregame. Then on the later week, I can join the, you know, the grand final. Then that instant of, you know, paying money, getting the feedback or getting the, the value out of it is so fast that I think people will like it. That's why you said uh, season one is so good that, and you're planning to do season two. Yeah, dude, we're doing season two, we're doing season three, we're doing season four. Like, we're doing four four of these in 2022, right? And, like, that's where I think that, like, it's it's this funny thing that I've, uh, as a project founder, that I've, that I've personally dealt with, which is, like, you know, so many of these, so many folks in the space, they look at it, they look at NFTs and they are, like, they, they look at the kind of digital scarcity, they look at the kind of collection thing, they look at the floor price and, like, they, it's like pseudo investing for the most part, right? Like it's, they're essentially penny stocks, but with images. And so, you know, for us, it's this thing where like, I think that there's going to become, like there's going to be this like massive re-education of like the NFT consumer for them to really understand like, all right, what's a project that's actually delivering? What's a project that like, cause ideas are dime a dozen, right? Like anyone can have a good idea, right? The question is yeah. like, how do you actually execute on the idea? And are, are you the team that can actually do it? Right. And so for us, like we did season one, we, you know, gave away a million dollars worth of NFTs and took people through like kind of five mind melting games over the course of a month. <laughs> and, you know, now we're back with season two, our public mint is tomorrow. And then the game start in early September, right? Like it's just, that's how it works. And we have G money as the host, right? Like it's this thing where there's just so much around the actual delivery as opposed to the idea and the floor price, which is kind of where a lot of people spend their time right now. Yeah. And I, I just want to know, like, for example, to pull off such a big, you know, uh, game, you have participants ongoing, you are running a live events, uh, you're building the games. How, how big is your team? Yeah, we're a team of 12. Um, and, you know, mostly mostly game designers and, and game devs, right? So, like, we raised, again, that's, like, another thing. Like, we've raised $7 million in venture capital, right? And so this is a thing where it gives us the opportunity to really kind of build and and kind of continue to execute without like again because most most companies or most nft projects they're they're they will become what i refer to as unintentional unintentional bugs so like look for most like the the only successful bootstrapped nft project in my opinion now because board ape has taken venture capital doodles has taken venture capital are really any of these kind of alpha alpha channels right because hey, you buy access, you, you know, we launched an NFT, you give us money to operate, and then there's a floor and people can buy in and out and they get alpha, right? But the thing is that all these kind of other projects, 80% of these other projects, like they're going to essentially run out of capital from the mint revenue, secondary sales are slow. Um, and, you know, they don't have that kind of, again, like it's, it's a crazy idea, but like there's a reason that venture capital as an industry exists is because companies like ours need, runway to develop our platforms and our functionality and our technology um like the thing that i keep thinking about today and like really anyone that's part of the internet game community and has like experience now the platform right like it's the platform is significantly better than what it was in march but just think about where it'll be in a year from now right like because i have the ability to like all right that that didn't work or that that there's a bug here okay cool we can fix that bug right and we just continue getting better and better and better but that's because we just have the the runway and the time to be able to execute on the platform. So if you see the platform today, think about what, like you played on it, right? You played FML, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> what other NFT project has technology like that? And then you take it to the another level where it's just like now you use your imagination. Like where will we, where will we be? Where will our platform be in one year from now? Yeah. I, and, and I, and I love it how you, you, you talk about it. Like for example, your, your business model in terms of you doing um, like season two, season three, season four makes sense because it's, it's a ticket whereby you play the game and then you can, you know, it's always a new game, a constant challenge, a giveaway happening. So the, the model uh, makes sense because in, in, in terms of the model, you know, people 
join in to play the game. But in terms of like blue chip projects these days, because of for example market is bad, they can't even earn from secondary royalty. So the only next thing that need they need to do to make sure they continue to building is getting a VC funding, right? But if yeah. they keep launching a new NFT, it it wouldn't make sense because like. There's there's nothing to do after that, right? Like like I I also minted you know a blue chip NFT and follow through the whole process of like the second collection, the third collection, the fourth collection. But it, it doesn't make sense because there's no next step to it. So exactly. So that's where the VC come in, and for for your model, I I think it's fairly still new in the market. And if we look at like for example in Web two market cap of like mini games, uh platforms, it's it's crazy, right? Like you know the even like a platform that has hundred games and they are constantly doing white white paper for their games earns millions of dollars in a year. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a, a business that if you want to monetize it in a different way, for example, uh, you guys have a range of games that people can already see how fun it is. You get the feedback on which game is good, which game is bad, white list, white paper to people to launch it as well. It's it's a never-ending thing because in the end of the day as human we just love entertainment no exactly right i mean like look i mean games have existed for a millenn like as games are a part of who we are right like regardless of where we are and whether it's like the you know the dark ages or you know like ancient rome like games have existed like you know what i mean like that's just a, it's a part of human dna entertainment is something that we always do and love and experience right like why do we go to concerts why do we go to movies why do we go to nice restaurants we can easily cook at home we can listen to music on spotify like why do we do these things and it's for the pleasure it's for the enjoyment right and i think that Again, so much of the NFT space initially was all about like money, 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 right? But again, you look at it and most people, you know, everyone has their like one big win, but like everything else is just kind of like, just like, a, you know, like that didn't work out and that didn't work out or that was a rug. And, you know, so for us, what it, what we really kind of care about and like that's the whole point of season two, right? So season two, our mint is on, is tomorrow. The game start on whatever in September, in, in early September, on September 12th. And the whole idea is that, like, we, I just want to provide people with something fun to do because right now there's just nothing to do. And if there's nothing yep. to do, then people go away. And if people go away, what happens to all these projects? All these projects just, you know, the, the, communities, the communities, you know, just start dying. So for me, it's this thing where for everyone that's here right now, for everyone that's listening, like, for, for us, it's, it's not so much, like, it's just about providing people with this really fun, awesome experience that is just different from everything else in the space because otherwise you're just you know in discord grinding for whitelist i guess right like that's it yeah and um so just run through me with me you know what's the difference between for example the pre-games and the finale games so basically the pre-games are are essentially single player that's that's the major difference the pre-games are single player and then the the finale which is now broken up into three separate days so we basically have three games that are like kind of like FML, right? You played Memfuck and then you played FML. So we have three games that are more single player in nature. And then we have three games that are more multiplayer in nature, right? And the other cool thing about it is that there's no uh, elimination in the first three games. So everyone gets to play the first three games starting on game four, where we have our first multiplayer game. That's where elimination starts to come into play, right? And this is something that we do by design, right? Because someone might be amazing at FML and you might suck at it but they could very well get eliminated <laughs> like in game four, <laughs> right? So like yeah. our game design is made in such a way where like, you know, you, there's going to be these people who are just freaking amazing at this and they're like, oh my God, I don't understand how this guy's so good. Like you don't have to worry about that because they might- You need get, to be good in everything. Yeah, it's again- how you do, it's how, And it's not, again, it's like someone could just like, you know, that person who's in first place can get just get eliminated, right? And so like this person's like yeah. the bet. Like again, there's this guy named Tired in our discord and this guy's just freaking amazing at fml right he's crushed it and all of a sudden like you know now all of a sudden he walks into game four and he's in first place and now he's no longer in the tournament right and so we we do things like that because we want it to be this thing where it's really really equitable for people where you aren't just getting crushed by the, the dude who's amazing at this one particular game each game has like equal weighting so you might be bad at one game but a good in another game but it kind of still sets you up uh, for success where anyone can win, right? Like in season one, we had, we gave away two different board apes. And in season one, one person had like a bunch of tickets because you can get as many tickets as you want. You can get 50 if you wanted to. You could get five if you wanted to. You could get three, you could get one, 
one of them he basically had like something like 30 tickets the some the, the other guy who won a board ape he had one ticket damn yeah <laughs> i i think that the person that uh won last year for the board ape is it at, by any chance like a gamer or any back, background gaming experience no that's the thing right like both of these guys and now i've talked to both of them because i've done now spaces with both of them both of them are i if i, if I had to guess like I think one was in their late 30s and the other one was definitely in their 40s. And there's two guys. There's actually a room. Like, again, the guy actually said it himself. Like, he was doing, like, the games with his wife, right? So his wife is, like, helping him and all this kind of stuff. So it's one of these things where I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, our games, like you said. Anybody can win. Anybody can win. Anybody anybody can play. Right? Like, FML is this really kind of fun, crazy game, but it's two buttons. It's going forward and going backwards. That's it. Yeah, and and so for for example, if just say you have fifty tickets, and uh, for the pre games, it's each time you play, you need to burn your ticket, or you can just no no no. no. Think of like think it. of each ticket as like a player. So let's say tomorrow you mint during the public sale and you get three tickets. I think the average ticket sale is going to be about thing. I think that the average person is going to mint about three tickets. Okay. And so what I think is going to happen. So basically, you get to play with ticket one, then you go and then you switch tickets and you switch to ticket two and then you switch to ticket three. So it gives you like it's almost like you have three players inside of the the race that is internet game. I see. And in terms of, for example, if you go to like just say the live fi- final game, so you can play like three times because you have three players. Yeah, exactly. So you play with the first ticket, you play with the second ticket, and then you play with the third ticket. So it's almost like you have, again, like you're playing against yourself, but you're also playing against other people, but you're still on your team, if that makes any sense, right? Like, so yeah. and you could be the, like third game, place, 30th place, and 300th place. I see. And for for example, like the games that they are playing, is, is it able that they can train it, like currently they can train it, or it's like on that day only you can test it out? Yeah, it's, it's on the day that you can test it out, right? So like, for example... Like, we pre-released two games. We pre-released Memfuck and we pre-released FML. But FML and Memfuck will be different uh, in the actual games. So, you know, for us, it, it kind of, like, we got we got to deliver on a mini game. We got people to get a sense of, like, kind of what we were doing for Season 2. They got a taste yep. of, like, kind of what we're offering. Yep. And we got to test our platform, find some issues, all that kind of stuff. So that was really good because now over the next couple of weeks, we can kind of fix these issues, which I think we, you know, which we'll do, which we'll do for Season 2. This way, Season 2 isn't a shit show. And then from there, um, you know, we'll modify the games. But then after that, like game three, game four, game five, game six, you'll basically get to preview it the, the day of to get a sense of it. And then you'll then you'll go into like the real game. All right. And in terms of like, for example, games you, you mentioned just now briefly, like you have 100, 100 games. So is this games is because like, for example, your team is working with a partner that produces game or it's you guys just want to keep the games in, in I mean, like a bank yeah, no, we build the games internally. And and so, for example, when you are not running any games, um, is it a other holders like able to play different kinds of games? Yeah, exactly. So something that we're launching after season two is what we refer to as our platform. So just like you played in these mini games, you we basically have the ability for any any community to host their own internet game if they wanted to, right? So you were talking about like. Okay, I'm into an NFT project, and they're like, and they're like, now what? You know, like, what can we do? Yeah, right. And the, and the NFT project's like, oh, we got to build stuff. Like, hang tight. Like, we'll you know give you updates, right? But now what they can do is they can also run their own internet games. So like Kaiju Kaiju Kings, for example, if they wanted to, they could run an internet game that's just for Kaiju King holders. Oh, wow! So so basically, it's like a platform where everybody can host their game on it. Right, exactly. Everyone can run that, run it. Right. I, I think this is this is something big because right right now in the space, for example, if you have a new thing that you you want to show people instantly, everybody want to get on board with it because there's there's nothing much in the space right now. Like if we no. talk about, for example, like free min meta, right? So free min meta these days, I don't even know there's any more free min going on, and it's like slowly moving to paid because you know free min is not profitable and people are not doing it, right? So. 
I, I've also been talking to a few people, like for example, they have these tools that they just launched and instantly because it's new, everybody's working on it because that's what you can provide to your community as well. So mm-hmm. I, I think that this is, um, when you are launching this, this whole platform, it can be a, a really powerful platform in terms of, for example, if you want a whitelist, you don't have to do the grinding, but you can actually switch it into just a Kaiju Friends mini internet games. Then using that, as a leverage, getting people in terms of like, you know, building a community, giving out whitelists, and also in terms of communicating with your community. I think this is something that we can shift the whole focus, not just, you know, um, or join this giveaway, retweet, uh, tag three friends, but uh, getting people to interact with the games. Uh, so when, when are, are you planning to launch this? Yeah, in September. So basically, after we do season two, we'll, we'll basically start releasing... Um, we'll start releasing uh, the platform capability. In fact, I think we're doing an announcement today that'll showcase how communities can buy uh, or, you know, basically get access to our platform, um, which will be pretty exciting. And then I also think that, like, that's what you said is exactly right. Like, I think that we can actually, we can, like, make a significantly more, like, if you think about internet game as a service or the platform, what it really provides is like this new type of whitelist meta where all of a sudden like, Hey guys, we have 10 spots, but like, instead of just giving it away, you know, like you guys can play a game and the, the top 10 people can get the whitelist spot, right? Like that's a lot more fun of a way to kind of do a whitelist. And um, I think simultaneously, like, again, there's this whole idea of like interim utility where you can actually bring a community together to engage, like even like playing the, the mini game tournament over the course of the, the weekend, like our community played in Memfuck and then they played in FML and they're like in the discord talking strategy, helping each other. Like that's like what it's about, right? Like it provides this different type of engagement that isn't really, that isn't really uh, offered right now. Yeah. I, I think one thing we can, we can agree is that for example, uh, when we look at, you know, what are the products that Web3 has to offer? Like, currently now, I see most of, like, for example, when we talk about, like, blue chip projects, the only thing that, you know, you want to grow further your IP is always collaboration with, for example, Web2 brand, right? Like, recently, we see CryptoPunks did uh, with Tiffany and Co, and then the whole, whole thing got pumped. But that is because, you know, when there's no Web3 product, people tend to look for Web2. But, for example, if Web3 has product, like, alpha shark right like um trading tools all these tools that i see in um like like what you say right SaaS product SaaS product in web3 is huge just that you know there's there's no people innovating to do new products so mm. if your product come come in as a SaaS product which you know utilizes nfts um can integrate through discord and stuff like that then it's definitely big and also another product for you guys to kind of like you know get other communities to join in like for example if if kaiju friends is hosting an internet game and then definitely is for example to, to win a whitelist but then people is able to hey, actually let me check out what internet games about oh guys exactly right i always exactly. want to be, i always want to be ayc and they, and they are giving me and you know the the ratio to minting uh versus using your own money to buy a BOIC is always that, that big gap, right? So, chance of luck. Maybe I, I'm lucky. I, I can win. That, that, that is it. And this, this is something I, you know, it will be very good uh, for this space. And I think once you launch it, I'll definitely get in contact with you, bro. Because this is something that, you know, even like when I'm doing space on a, on a weekly basis and, and, and if people tell me, you know, how, how, how do I build community? This is definitely something I say, guys, just hop onto internet games, play the game, and you can build a community too. That's it. Dude, yeah, you could totally just do it. Like, again, someone like doing a space every single week, you can run an internet game every single week. And like, just like have anyone participate, but they just need to join your Discord and then you do whatever. And like, that's a way to pull people in in a way that's really, really awesome. And so you completely get what we're doing. Like, again, it's just about, for us, like, it's all about internet like it's all about interactive media right like that's what we know works and what we're doing is we're just building this super simple way for people to just kind of have a ton of fun together win amazing prizes right and yeah we're giving away a board ape in our seasons but there's plenty of other things that are exciting and and interesting for folks to 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 get so yep because like 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 I say right, since young even not many to win it. Like who wants to be a millionaire? It's simple. This model works even like last time. Right now, it it confirm work because it's a model that is always sustainable and lasting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's exactly what we would say, right? Like you can like watching minute to win it is one thing, but like imagine like you getting to play it, right? Like it's significantly more fun to watch or be in sorry, to be in the hot seat than to watch someone play minute to win it or watch someone play who wants to be a millionaire where you can actually do it instead. So that's really what we're trying to be. Like we're not as much of a video game company as we are a game show company. <laughs> yeah, so I think even the uh, the listeners right now they are dying to know this one question. So your main is tomorrow. Um, have you guys like finalized the price? Because you know, for example, I know that like if was up and then it was down again, and this couple of days, um, you know, is if it's down again. So have you guys like finalized the price? Yeah, we have. I mean, frankly, it's so funny because like we probably we like finalized the price right before ETH went down, but you can't change it. That's like kind of one of the rules for NFTs. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we made our price you know it's extremely extremely affordable because again we call it the bear market battle right like so in season one to to mint a ticket it was 0.1 eth roughly um now for season two to mint a ticket it's 0.069 yeah it's even cheaper right now to win on board it yeah quite literally we're charging (laughs) four four x less than we did in season one yeah so and yeah continue bro and i was gonna say i mean like for us again like we don't have like does it sell out you know what's the total supply because that stuff doesn't matter right like you yourself like tomorrow during the mint you can mint three tickets if you wanted to you can mint five tickets if you wanted to. you can mint as many as you want right because we still take 60 percent of that and put it towards the prize pool so if you want to play with one ticket you can if you want to play with f- five tickets you can it's really up to you um so you know for for us it's just this thing where we wanted to make it inexpensive and you know if people want to buy as many tickets as they want they, they can without you know spending a lot of money the whole idea is that we just want to provide this fun experience for everybody yeah and we don't want, we don't want anyone to look and be like that's too expensive yeah because right now for example if like you know the price is low we can we can expect you know more people want to join to try their luck right and if this happens then the price pool increase so it's always going to be proportional towards how many players are there uh, what's the price pool and then what kind with that price pool what kind of like blue chip you can give up so i i think that the model is sustainable because it's not like oh um i'm i'm going to give this but if the price pool is little then um the model is not going to be sustainable but for you guys as long as you know more people come in so whether the price is like you know same like 0.1 or right now 0.6 it doesn't matter because you know more if more people come in price pool is higher and then people will be you know the one two three definitely will enjoy the price exactly right and it's this thing where again like whether you know whether you get one ticket or whether you get five like everyone's contributing to the prize pool in a um in a pro rata manner right so yeah someone has more tickets but they also take on more risk or they also contribute to the prize pool you know 5x more than you did right so for us it's this thing where and that still that still doesn't guarantee them victory because of the way that our games are set up Right, we had plenty of plenty of whale whale people who just you know didn't didn't, didn't win, but they still again like at the end of the day, like whether you win a board ape or not, like uh, what we promise is just a really good time. Like it's just a ton of fun. Like because there's nothing, there's literally nothing like this. Quite literally. Yeah. So, and and like, one thing one thing one thing really caught me is like the wacky video that you guys have. Like, yeah. like that video, the, the whole vibe to it is like some crossover with like some Japanese wacky game show. And I yeah. think that, that is like really funny because I think you, you guys have like G-Money and the other, the, the time uh, time with Robotos designer and stuff like that. So I think that the host is able to bring up that whole hype and then with that wacky experience, everything will be good, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy, right? Like that's, that's kind of what we aim for. Like one of our values we have three values one is kind of innovation right that's pushing boundaries doing stuff the second thing is inclusivity or accessibility so allowing everyone to kind of participate and then the last one is absurdity right which is just kind of dealing you know providing this kind of wacky crazy experience where people almost have to pinch themselves and be like i can't believe that i'm playing in this international game show against thousands of other people right like that's just like this crazy thing yeah so you know for us i think like that's that's really what we're doing here right like it's it's different and it's quote unquote innovative and it's all all these kinds of things but that's because we're just trying to provide this awesome experience awesome so guys right now we will open the floor for any questions so if you guys have questions just click on the request and you can ask 
us ahead before the main tomorrow. And if your question is good, if uh, we deem is good, um, you you might be able to win a game token, and then you can participate in the game as well. So anybody, if you have questions, just uh, click on the request button, and you can ask away. Okay, we got one. <laughs> Your name is his name is literally pick me, bro. That's funny. <laughs> hey man. Hey, how's it going? I love your name. Thank you for the stream. Hey, this is a question about the communities tapping into the service and using the platform. Do you see an opportunity for folks to use that as a potential revenue stream for their own projects? Like if they charge a buy-in in order to access it, like it's just an internet game, NFT gate that they're trying to make their way in where a community that's using the platform can kind of generate some revenue on their end? Yeah, wow, that's a great question. Uh, so the short answer is yes. Um, so basically, with the platform supports three different types of engagement models. The first engagement model is what we refer to as sponsorship. So that's basically what we did in, you know, what, what we did this past weekend. So like, hey, we bought a doodle. If you're a holder, you can play, right? Like that's basically what we refer to as the sponsorship model. The second one is basically what we refer to as the pay your own way model. So like, let's say it costs, I don't know. 0.01 ETH to enter for a particular holder and then what they do is they collect all of that and then they put together their own prize pool so it's almost like everyone's just kind of contributing to a prize pool um, with their own you know cost they can do that and then the last one that they can do the last kind of model that they can engage in on the internet game platform is the for-profit model so it's something where all of a sudden uh, like they basically take they charge 0.02 ETH and they pocket 0.01 ETH and they use 0.01 ETH for the model. So it's really up to them. Yep. I think great questions. Do you have any more questions, bro? No, that makes sense. Okay. Thank you so much. And so who else have any questions? Just click on the request button. So anyways, bro, so how, how excited or how pumped or how stressed you are because uh, of the of the main tomorrow? Yeah, I would say that it's a mixture of excitement and, and stress. Um, you know, the funny thing about it is that, like, obviously, this is a weird time. You never know how you're going to do. Um, you want to do as well as possible, uh, just in general. But, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always just kind of a big question mark in general. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, people hear about it and, and, you know, get excited about it and all that kind of stuff tomorrow. Um, you know, we have some bullish announcements coming out today. Um, you know, we're doing a big space with G money tomorrow. Um, and you know, we had all these communities participate in the tournament over the course of this last week. So hopefully that got some good eyeballs and people are like excited to play in season two, but yeah, you really have no idea how you're going to do until it's over. Um, so that's why again, for us, like, again, if you like it, anything I said, um, you know, super, super appreciate your support as we're doing something or trying to do something exciting for the space. Okay, so we have Matt here and you can ask the question. Yeah, I just uh, had a quick question around prizes. Um, is the, I guess, is the plan to always kind of have NFTs as prizes or are you guys looking into uh, other things? I know you guys have giveaways of like real world items like Nintendo Switches and all that stuff, but as far as um, you know, just general crypto, cryptocurrencies or tokens other than NFTs. Do you guys have anything um, in terms of that as uh, prizes on the roadmap? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So the short answer is yes. Like even in season two, we're giving away a pair of like internet game Air Force Ones uh, that is actually being uh, designed by a community member. So like they're basically going to make this sick pair of Air Force Air Force One shoes and then whoever wins that wins that. I mean it theoretically is a retail value of like I don't know, twelve hundred bucks or something like that. So, you know, like that's that's exciting. Um but in short, in season three you're actually gonna see uh or in oct our October internet game, you're gonna see a bunch of prizes that actually have um nothing to do with cryptocurrency specifically. 
And that's going to be really exciting. And then beyond that, as a company, I think something that we're really excited about in like kind of the direction we're going in is, um, you know, starting to give away prizes that money can't buy. Right. For us, I think that we find that to be like this really interesting, exciting uh, concept where, you know, like because plenty of people can buy a board ape or they can buy a punk, but there's a lot of people who can't. Um, but at the same time, like if we can start putting together prizes that are, you know, like unattainable by 99% of people, unless you're like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos or something like that. Like that's something that we're really excited about. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. I build with Bitcoin stuff. So that's why I always ask about, you know, other currencies, real world asset, but I'm looking forward to it. Been a fan since season one and uh, I didn't get to play uh, um, uh, Memfuck, but I did manage to uh, test my luck with uh, uh, the, uh, the game yesterday. So appreciate it. Thanks guys. Problem. Thank you for your question, Matt. So next up, we have Seventeen Admission. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I have a quick question. Uh, if I were to uh, mint the season two pass and uh, end up not being able to play, am I um, going to be able to sell the uh, the season two pass on open sea and also after the season two is done what happens to the to the season two pass yeah that's a good question so if you can't play it wouldn't make sense for you to get the season two ticket in my opinion um you know like so for example in season one like most of the people that minted they 85 percent of them minted to play right not to flip theoretically speaking you could you know, mint it. And then, you know, if the floor is higher than, um, you know, higher than uh, the mint price or once the mint, mint is closed and all of a sudden there's this kind of secondary demand in the run-up for the games, which is completely possible. Um, you might you might see the opportunity to make a quick flip, but I, you know, that's not financial advice and I can't promise that at all. Um, but I would say that in the case that you're interested in what we're doing at Internet Game, but you're not sure if you can play in season two, I would look at the game token or I would look at the Mac um, from an investment perspective, just because those are um, basically our, like those are our community collection. So by having those, those things actually have perpetual utility with regard to, um, you know, internet game and everything that we do. So for example, the game token gives you the ability to mint any season that we do at half price. The Mac gives you the ability to mint any season that we do at uh, for free, right? So it's one of these things where, you know, in the case that you're not able to play in season two, um, you might, and but you want to join our community, get a game token and get a Mac. The last thing that I'll say is that like, internet game is something that it doesn't, it doesn't require four hours of your time or eight hours of your time. Like each game, like literally each game takes like five minutes, 10 minutes, right? Like the person who won a board ape last season he had two jobs. He was married with two jobs, right? Like this guy is busier than the average person, but still found time to play and win. So, um, you know, it's not really a time perspective. The only reason that you wouldn't be able to play is if you like literally are off the grid and do not have access to a computer or, or internet. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm asking because I'm going to be in uh, the jungles of Borneo and I have no idea if there's going to be Wi-Fi anywhere. Uh, so, but I do want to mint, but just in case that, uh, I'm not going to be able to, you know, uh, play those games. It would be nice to just uh, sell them to someone who does want to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally, that's totally, a, that's totally an answer. And like I said, like, I think also the, the, the Mac and the game token are, are great. Uh, and again, just again, here's some alpha for you guys. They're currently very well priced, um, based off of some plans that we have. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. So now we have Cameron for Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to see if y'all had any plans of, like, expanding through possibly a celebrity collaboration. Yeah. Uh, short answer is yes. I mean, in a lot of ways, G-Money was a, a crypto-native version of that, right? G-Money, like, quite literally is a crypto, crypto celebrity, right? He's probably one of the biggest individual individual personalities in the space right he, he's not a he's not a web3 project or anything like that he has his own community and all that kind of stuff but for the most part g money is like g money and you know he did the stuff with the crypto punk people and with adidas and all these kinds of things he basically is the nft or web3 representative in the world of fashion 
Um, so I think a lot of ways that, you know, we talk about things like that, but like, you know, what would the Taylor Swift X internet game look like? You know, what would the Mr. Beast or Gary V internet game look like? These are all things that we're, we're very, very interested in doing one day. Do you plan to set it up through your internet game or do you plan on, you know, letting them have their own version of it? Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. I mean, I think that to a certain extent, like there's a number of ways that we can run it. Like, so for example, we're doing this, we we're doing a, a internet game with one of the biggest, like, like with, let's just say with a franchise that everyone on the space has heard of next month. And, um, but it's still run on our platform. I think it's just like the whole idea is that the prizes are related to the community because again, like this is like a, this is something that we think about a lot, right. Which is even though, you know, the whole idea of us winning, you know, you winning a board ape and all that kind of stuff, that means something to you. That means something to me, but to the average person, like, you know, they don't know or care about what that is. And so for us, it becomes a, a function of like, all right, like, how do you bring new people into the space? And that's through, again, prizes that are relevant to them. So if we were doing something with Taylor Swift, where the, you know, where the first prize winner is like, hey, you get to have lunch with Taylor Swift. Like, you know, like, there's plenty of people that would die for that. And, you know, the opportunity to, like, to play in a game where you have the opportunity to like eat a meal with Taylor Swift is, is really, really exciting. And it ha- just so happens to be an NFT. So even though everything's kind of still supported on our platform, the idea is that like it's just the prizes are different, the target, the marketing is different, the, the games are different, and they're all kind of related to Taylor Swift and their and her community in, in this particular example. So eventually, you plan to to branch off, like not you're starting with internet game, but you want to work off to multiple avenues. Yeah, I mean, like, so I mean, this is, I mean, I, I really like this question because again, it's like we didn't raise $7 million to just kind of run like board ape giveaways essentially. Right. Like that's not what we have from a, like from a vision perspective, that's not really like it. Like this is really just how we're starting like quite literally. And so this is just a, a good way to, this is just a real, a good way to um, kind of kick things off. And then from there we can um, really expand. I love it, dude. You always explain it perfectly for me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right, appreciate good. it, man. Right, guys, so thank you for your questions. Um, after the space, uh, if I DM any of you guys, uh, we'll let you know who, who actually won it. I will discuss it with the founder. And once again, thank you, bro, for uh, doing this space. I think, uh, you know, the community and me, myself, we learn a lot from you. And I uh, just wish you all the best for the main tomorrow. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope to see you there. Hope to see your community come out. Um. Enjoying the podcast? Go to the PewCast Twitter page and subscribe to the newsletter. We'll write a summary that you can read in three to five minutes if you don't have time to tune in. Remember to click the notification button so you don't miss the next episode. All Things Rainbow. Rainbow.